0: So as of last reporting, we had 414 wildfires burning in Canada, 239 out of control, more than 20,000 Canadians out of their homes. Uh, we've seen, get this, almost 4 million hectares of land burned. In fact, I think it might be 4 million by now. Like I say, this was yesterday's numbers. It's the first week of June. Uh, this is unprecedented, as you know, to say the least. So let's get an update on where we are and what where we might be headed. Uh, there's got to be some concern as to... Uh, how much farther this is going to go. We're going to speak now with the Honourable Bill Blair, Minister of Emergency Preparedness and President of the King's Privy Council for Canada. Um, Minister Blair, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate your time, sir. Uh, Thank you very much for having me, Shane. Uh, You've been providing Canadians with pretty regular updates on the status of the fires in our country, so what's the latest information that you have available? Like I say, over 400, almost 4 million hectares. What's the latest
1: and, and in fact, you're, you're absolutely right. There's 431 fires currently burning, uh, in Jeez. Canada. And about two hundred and forty one of those are out of control. We are seeing some improvement, frankly, in the situation in Alberta. Um the firefighters there have been doing a terrific job in in response. And I am in regular contact with Mike Ellis, your your Minister of Public Safety. I had a conversation this morning with Ken McCallum, the fire chief in Red Deer. They, he's been out on the front line of these fires. We still have a number of fires in in Alberta that are that are so worrisome, particularly the one up around Fort Chippewan. But, you know, the, the, the situation is, is being very well managed by the fire services and by the provinces. And, and of course, the Canadian Armed Forces and other federal supports are in the province to help. The biggest challenge we're facing right now, uh, in, uh, across the country, the situation in, in, Nova Scotia is improving significantly. The fires in, in Quebec are, are quite worrisome. And, and I'm, as I'm sure you're seeing on the news, Shane, the, the air quality impacts oh, yeah. across the whole North Eastern seaboard. Um, is very very significant and, and is affecting you know people's health and it's it's worrisome and we're putting additional resources uh, working with the province of Quebec to to fight those fires
0: and we know it's unprecedented we know we've got uh, a situation uh, that is you know it's it's catastrophic there's no other way to put it but the forecast minister um, like you mentioned Alberta things have really really calmed down here but our forecast for this next week or so is extremely hot and extremely dry and we know. It's the first week of June. So nationally speaking, in terms of where we're headed, the forecast is cause for concern too, right? Not the weather forecast, but the forecast for the fire season. It, it, it's not, we're not even close to the end of this thing yet.
1: Yeah, and unfortunately, we we just last week, we released the the national forecast for the months of June, July, and part of August, and and frankly, it's not a a very positive picture. We're seeing very, very dry conditions, first of all, from Ontario all the way west to to the Pacific Ocean, um, including, obviously, Alberta. Um, the, the the ground conditions in in the forest we're seeing you know very very dry conditions and it's being accompanied by you know what we've seen right across Alberta right now and temperatures are projected just in the coming week and into up to 30 degrees uh, with with some pretty gusty winds up to 55 kilometers an hour in the northern regions, all of those conditions give rise to very, very serious concern about the next five or six weeks, which could be very challenging in in many, many parts of the country.
0: And given that things likely will get worse, at least in some places, uh, and more than 400 fires burning now, as you said, virtually in every province in the country right now, can we handle what may be coming? Is it reasonable to think that at some point, we can't respond to every single outbreak. Can we keep up to what may be coming our way?
1: Yeah, let me, let me give a bit of a shout-out here, if I may, Shane. We, we have a number of organizations. My government operations center works really closely with all the provincial emergency ops centers. There's a great one, by the way, in Alberta that do a terrific job. We also have the Canadian Interagency Fire, Forest Fire Center, which coordinates the movement of personnel, equipment, and aircraft. Um, Among the provinces and and of course we've got a great relationship with some of our international partners. We've had over a thousand firefighters coming from other countries. It's a reciprocal relationship because in in, in their fire seasons Canadian firefighters go to their countries to help them and they're coming now to help us. And so we've got firefighters from the US, Australia, New Zealand, um, people coming in from Costa Rica, South, South Africa. We've also made some arrangements. There are firefighters arriving today from France to help in Quebec. We are, I think, exceptionally well served by our emergency management personnel right across the country and our firefighter services. And we have the ability to draw resources when we need them and put them where we need them. But having said all of that, let me acknowledge the current situation, the fire forecast for the rest of the season. It's going to be challenging, but I, but I remain confident that, that we have the ability to respond and, and to put resources where we need them, when we need them.
0: So Canadians should be confident that no matter where this, you know, how bad it gets, help will come. Uh, we're not going to be in a position where we're just abandoning communities at, at some point.
1: No, and, and, and I have to tell you, our first response is always where there's an interface with, with, with populated communities. And so when those fires get in close to, to populations or when they threaten critical infrastructure, things like hydro lines, telecommunications, um, pipelines, et cetera, then, then we, we will, we have the resources and we will act quickly to, to respond, uh, to those situations. We're also dealing with the fact that, you know, it's, there's a pretty significant air quality impact. I was out in Alberta a few weeks ago. Um, I, I saw in, in in Calgary and other places, you know, where the smoke was impacting, you know, people's ability to go out and, and and engage in outdoor activity. We're really seeing that in other parts of, of of the continent right now, and so we're also responding to that. And and you know, these these are some of the challenges. But but I think it's important. I have a great deal of confidence in the in remarkable uh, fire, firefighting services and emergency management personnel right across this country. But they're also telling us they need more equipment, they need more training, and they need more personnel. And so, um, I, I you may have noticed we made some pretty significant announcements that we're going to train additional firefighter personnel. Um, in Indigenous communities, and working with our firefighter partners you know, right, uh, right across Canada, we are looking at, at you know some of the equipment needs and making some significant investments there as well. And we're, we are always able to go internationally because we support internationally our partners and they support us during during our fire season. And so we're, we're working all of those channels right now to do whatever is necessary to keep Canadians safe.
0: Um, and, and I understand you know there'll be a lot of analysis after the fact. We'll be talking about this. We'll be examining the response, the situation, all of it. Um, But going forward, there's some of the things, like you say, there's already been talk of some new investment in equipment and training and things like that. There's also talk of we need to have a nationally coordinated firefighting service. You mentioned the interagency on Canadian forest fires, and they do great work managing resources. But uh, some sort of a national standardized quick response or something like that, because it's all jurisdictional, and, and I've had people phoning me all day today talking about i'd like to help i have a firefighting force but i can't because this province won't let me on and on is there a need and is there a possibility that we sit down you know in the winter when we're not dealing with this and say okay let's come up with some sort of national strategy so we're all working together not across purposes which we've seen in some instances
1: well and and, and Shane, first of all i think that there is every opportunity to learn from our experience and to look for better and, and ways to respond the first responsibility for responding to these events is a provincial one, and, and they're very well-equipped and resourced in, in order to do that. And when it exceeds their capacity to respond, we do have a, a process in place where they make requests for federal assistance, and, and, and one of my jobs is, is to make sure that we deliver that, that assistance as quickly as possible. We did that in Alberta. When Mr. Ellis contacted me and said this is a the situation they're dealing with in Alberta, we moved quickly to bring in additional resources and the Canadian Armed Forces to, to back up their, their provincial response. But I think it, it, it's a very good point that, that you know, we're, as we're seeing an increase in the frequency and severity of these weather-related events with, with floods and fires, um, ice storms, even hurricanes impacting this country. You know, there's obviously work to do to renew the federal emergency response plan, to, to, to build, you know, greater capacity and to work. I, I very much respect the jurisdiction of the provinces here and support them in the important work they do. But I think that there is more that we can be done. And we're, we, um, we'll work with our provincial partners and territorial partners and First Nation partners to make sure that Canada is well prepared to deal with these types of events because unfortunately with climate change we are seeing an increase in the severity and frequency of these events and we've got to make sure Canada is prepared and ready to respond
0: uh, Speaking with Bill Blair, Minister of Emergency Preparedness for Canada. Last one I appreciate your time um, You've mentioned the air quality and you've mentioned what's happening on the east coast of Canada in the United States. We've got about 150 million Americans under air quality advisory so obviously it's now an American issue. I know the Prime Minister spoke with the U.S. president yesterday and uh, he promised more assistance, more help. What are you looking for? What do we need from the United States right now?
1: Yeah, I've actually been in contact with the Secretary of Homeland Security and the FEMA Administrator. You know, they've been terrific. The Americans are great partners to us. And, and of course, our fires are impacting their populations. And and so we, we've we asked for uh, for additional uh, firefighting resources, including aircraft. Uh, we're working right now with, with our provincial partners in order to get those resources delivered as quickly as possible. Um, in these situations, it's always all hands on deck. And, and we are all there to support each other to, to make sure that we do what is necessary to keep all of our population safe.
0: Um, Minister, I really appreciate you being here. Thank you so much for your time.